Thank you for joining us on this week's segment of 22 Motivational Minutes with Marla, where we connect and collaborate with experts in their industries, published authors, and fascinating people. And as a Chief Inspirational Officer, I'm focused on the development of people by unearthing their values, their talents, and their self-worth, otherwise known as that self-esteem. Because people matter, self-worth matters, and time matters. And when it aligns, everything works. And I'm excited to share with you that we have Mark Brabinski on with us today in this episode. And uh, Mark, I just want to welcome you. Thanks, Marla. It's great to be with you. All right. So who is Mark and why is he out there on this podcast episode that we also want to hear about? Mark is the author of the number one Amazon bestselling, It Takes Two, Surviving Breast Cancer. It is a spouse's story. And we're going to dig into that. Um, Mark is a writer, an author, a blogger, a speaker. He is an Emmy Award winner. So there are so many things. And the thing that we're going to talk to Mark about is his mission to positively impact the lives of a billion people. And we say billion with a B, so the power there. And uh, Mark, do you want to step in and, and talk to us how you selected that mission and why it's so important for you? So the question becomes, did I select the mission or did it select me? So I've heard it said that you know Martin Luther King didn't have a dream, the dream had him. So I really believe that things come to you because of who you are and what you're meant to do in this world. We're all born with a purpose. So um, as I started to dive into you know personal growth, personal development, self-improvement, and also just the journey of life, that's what came to me, that this is the reason that I'm here, to impact in a positive way and help other people realize that they can do what it is they're here to do if they just figure out what that is because we all – we all can do the impossible. We're all made in God's image, so that makes us godlike. So then the question becomes, if you can figure out what your talent is and use it to help other people, it's really your responsibility. Um, and why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you share your gift? Because if you hold it back and you don't share it, then you lose and the rest of the world loses. I mean, how many people tiptoe from birth to the graveyard, never making an impact? They tiptoe. You should walk like an elephant, right? You should make heavy steps and make a dent in the universe so that the world knows you were here. That's why I want to do this. And then the other question that everyone should ask of themselves, why not? And you want to follow that up? Why not me? Why not? Right. We're all right. born with this, this, this limitless potential. I mean, it's inside of every one of us. We are all the same. We're all human beings. Seven billion people on this planet are exactly the same in how we were created. And, and how we breathe through our lungs, we have hearts that beat and brains that work. I know there are people that don't have limbs and have other, you know, maladies and, and obstacles and challenges, yet they still find ways to do incredible things, right? So we're all human beings. We're all brothers and sisters. We're all created the same by the same higher power, whatever you believe, right? We're, I mean, we're all human beings walking around. So... The thing is, if we're all the same, we're also all different because each of us has a gift and a talent, right? Something that we were born with that God said, you know what, here you go. What are you going to do with it? But right. the thing is and we all have free will. Right. Okay, so here's yours. It comes through your writing. Talk about that. You've written a book. You blog. Share both of those things. You pick which one goes first. <laughs> And, and uh, they're all kind of encompassed the same because when I really got on this journey of, of personal development and, and self-improvement, it really 
came to being because when you work on yourself, you know, things happen. There's a, uh, Jim Rohn was a business philosopher, and I'll, I'll tell you the three lines that changed my life when I heard this and realized that I really need to do more with what I've got, with what I was given, right? So he says, if you want things to change, you have to change. If you want things to get better, you have to get better. If you want to have more, become more. When you become more, then you have more to give. So the book came about, the mother of my children got breast cancer back in um, April of 2012. She was stage one. She elected to have both breasts removed so she didn't have to keep looking over her shoulder. And even if she had, a, um, had, had the lump removed, you know, you could still be stuck with, hey, is it going to happen again? Every mammogram, you know, is going to happen again. It's going to happen again. A lot of people have done this too. She had both breasts removed to eliminate that possibility. There was nothing in the lymph nodes. So in May of 2012 when she had the surgery, she was about a week later when the pathology came back, she was cancer-free. But it's a journey. And so even when you don't have the other things like chemo and radiation, it's still surgery, recovery. There was a problem with the implants that she got. There was another surgery. So it's a long process, and I started to – I went on Caring Bridge and just started to share my thoughts and feelings because it's, everyone is affected by cancer. It's not just the person that has it. It's the caretakers. It's the, it's the people you love, the family. So, you know, I started to write about it on Caring Bridge, and then I put it up on Facebook because people wanted to read it. I had the Caring Bridge page was kind of locked, and so it was special permission to get in. I started sharing my own thoughts and, and really talking about her courage. It's really her story because she's very courageous. And so I started doing that, and people started responding to it. They're going to the guest book, and people were saying, make a book out of it, make a book out of it. So when she was fully recovered, one year cancer-free, I started to dive into that. At the same time, I started personal development. And, you know, we're just thinking about doing more. And I'm like, you know what? They're saying write a book. How do you write a book? So I, I went to work, and I researched it, and I found a course, and it was an online course that I did, and um, I was able to get the book out. Really, the purpose is to share a positive message, because we did have a positive outcome. It's not a happy outcome. I don't believe when someone has to have a piece of their body removed that it's happy, that you're amputated, but a positive outcome so that other people going through the same journey can read it and hopefully be inspired because it is many times mind over matter. If you can change your mind, even especially during an illness, you can change your life. If you can somehow take control of your thought process around it, and if you read something that's positive and makes you feel better about the fact that things could happen and turn out okay, then that was the message. And it quickly, you know, rose to number one in its niche back in 2013 when I published it. So, and during that time, so getting to the stories that I tell, uh, I had a woman reach out to me whose son had a terminal illness, uh, Marcy Scher. And she said to me, would you write about our family story? She's like, I read what you write. I think it's amazing. I love how you're able to share your true feelings and, and share your heart. And at the time I was still getting the book finished. So I, I said, I'd love to, I'd put it off. And then you know, I was blogging every day. I started this blog, but it's just about life in the Sunday series. I started it in January 9th of 2013, which was my oldest daughter's 13th birthday. To me, that was significant. And it was, so the number 13 has always been significant in my life. I worked at Channel 13. You know, it was 2013 when I started the blog. My, uh, um, the mother of my children was diagnosed on the 13th of the month in April, so 13 has been an important number. Um, and so I, you know, decided that when I got the book out there, I would take the challenge of writing the story, but I wanted to highlight it in some way, not just make it another blog that I did during the week. So I came up with this idea to, call, to do it on Sunday when more people have more time to read, call it the Sunday series. And this week I'll publish my 140th Sunday series, which are stories of courage, hope, and inspiration. Um, it's people overcoming challenges, revealing themselves, 
you know, talking about what they've overcome, also people doing what they were born to do, which is very inspiring, which is the why not here. Why wouldn't you share your gift? But everyone has a story. Everyone's fighting a hard battle. I've, stories are the way we define our lives, right? Your, your life is a book. It should be a bestseller. And I'd like to make everyone's life a bestseller. I mean, you should share your story. Marlo, you should share your story, right? Everyone <laughs> has an unbelievable story. It's what's behind. When you, everyone has a front stage and a backstage, and most of us only are, are willing to share the front stage because they don't want us to see the backstage. They don't want to peel back the curtain and show us what they truly are about or what challenges they've overcome. But when you do that, that's what inspires people. It's not, the, it's not fake book, right? It's not out there on Facebook. I call it fake book because everyone's lives look amazing. I, you know, Facebook has two great purposes, to really share what's going on positive in your life that's really cool and, and when things happen that are not so happy, that there's community and village that people can come and support. Outside of that, who really cares what you have for dinner, right? But... Uh, Right. So here's a, here's a question, though. Here's a question sure. for you. Why, Mark? So when people go through the process with you and you talk about the Sunday series, which is so powerful. By the way, give us a link right now where we could tap in and find that Sunday series. So it's my name. It's markbrodinski.com. So it's just uh, it's M-A-R-K-B as in Brian, R-O-D as in David, I-N as in Nancy, S as in Sam, K-Y, markbrodinski.com. That's where you'll find the blog. There's more than 600 posts there because it's called Just About Life in the Sunday series. So during the week, I blog about personal development, self-improvement. I just share what I'm learning. And on Sundays, I tell stories. Most Sundays, I do it. I'm pretty good. I probably hit, you know, 48 out of 52 weeks telling stories. Everyone, there's, there's a plethora of stories to tell. Everyone has a story. So, and the question, Marlo, as to why people would talk to me and reveal themselves to me, why not? Mm. Why not? What, what I mean, is it about Mark that allows that to happen in such a rich way that has such an impact that you can stand tall and say, I will positively impact a billion people? So see how we connect the dots there? Take me there for just a minute. It's my gift, and I've figured it out. When you, you know, on the, when you go on my blog, you'll see it says, you know, live more, become more, find your why. And I've... I realized, I just went, it's amazing. I just had this one, the, one of the takeaways I had. I went to this Art of Living retreat, a happiness retreat, Art, Art of Living Center in North Carolina over the weekend and uh, talked a little bit about why. And I realized as she was talking, she talks about turning a question mark into an exclamation point. It's the same characters, right? You just take the hook and straighten it to go from a question to an ex- exclamation point, right? Mm-hmm. And I okay. sat there thinking, wow, this is great because find your why, there's a why question mark, right? What, what, is it, what is it that you've got? What is talent? What gift? What purpose? Once you figure that out, you've got to take the question mark and make an exclamation point. That's what I've done. I've gone from why question mark to why exclamation point. This is why I'm here. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to positively impact the lives of a billion people, and if I can expand it, I'm talking seven billion. Right, right mm-hmm. now I'm reading the Book of Joy by Dalai Lama and the Archbishop Desmond Tutu. They met last year, and an author went with them and he's chronicled the whole conversation. And Dalai Lama just over and over and over again just talks about the 7 billion people, how we're all the same, brothers and sisters, human beings. And I'm like, wow, if I could do one, I could do seven. Because, again, stories are the way we define our lives. And for a long time, we have not been telling the right stories because people won't reveal themselves. You know, we have a fear. And the fear of revelation is that if I reveal myself to you and you reveal yourself to me, you might not love me and I might not love you. Well, it's, a, it's a fear that's 
that's not real. It's one we put in our minds. Of course I'm going to love you if you reveal yourself to me. Right? It's acceptance. That's what love is about. Love is not understanding. Love is acceptance. Let me tell you what I'm all about, and hopefully you're going to love me for it. Most people do. Most people are compassionate, and most people want to share what they're going through because life is a journey. It's a story. It's not a destination. We all, we all need to share because that's how we make the world better because we inspire other people who are going through challenges. When you talk about your challenge, you, you guarantee there's someone else going through the same exact thing that you are, right? Or they're just so inspired by you overcoming your obstacle and still going out there and kicking ass in the world that they're inspired to do the same. They look at their own challenge and go, wow, if she can do it, I can do it. If Marlo can be the chief inspirational officer, I can do it too, no matter what the struggle she's faced. So, okay, but here's the thing, Mark. You make it sound so easy to know what the why is. Now, listening to you, it just, you know, you've just got it figured out. So how do you tap into it at that depth that you can speak so powerfully and that you do inspire other people through your writing and through, through your value and your purpose? Because that's where I stand the tallest, right? People matter. And that value matters. That self-worth matters. But why do you make it sound so easy? How do you get there? How is, what was your journey to get there to, to know your why? It's everything you experience in life. And then it's, it's busting through the fear. And, the, and again, the ability to reveal who you truly are and have people respond to that and accept you. I mean, it's, it, it, it wasn't easy to find my why. I work on myself. You know what? I read books. I exercise. I try to eat well. I do all the little things that, that, you, that I believe you need to do to, to become more, right? I, 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 by writing, I was revealing myself. By doing things that you love, I believe that's how you find your why. You've got to figure out what it is. What, what do you know? If you want to try to make it simple, think about what you are good at. Think about things that make you excited. Think about things that make you happy. I mean, you should make yourself happy, but there are things that you can do that you bring to the world that make you happy when you're doing them, that you love to do, right? Mix that with the purpose of taking that love to help other people. That's your why. Because the talent you possess, right, we all have the talent we possess and this gift we possess, it should be to serve other people. So what is that? What, what do you love to do? I guarantee you what you love to do will serve someone else. That's your why. Mm. That's your why. Oh, my God, I, I love, love it. That's write. so poignant. I love it. Wow. I love, the, I love to write, love to speak. I love to inspire. And, and they're, look, the other thing, Marlo, is you've got to battle against the naysayers. They're people that don't like this. They're people that think it's goofy, that, that, that when I say – I'm going to positively impact the lives of a billion people. They go, okay, what, whatever, right? <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. When someone says no, you say yes. When someone says no, you say next. When someone says no, they don't know you or they don't want to get to know you. They don't believe in you, all right? That's okay. And we all make mistakes and we all screw up. And, you know, you have to overcome that too. No one's perfect. I'm not perfect, right? But I believe in this. I'm not crazy, right? I'm not... I'm not, I don't need to be put in an insane asylum. I, I believe in what I'm talking about. I believe that if you truly take what it is, if, if we're, again, go back to God. Like, we all have this hole in our heart, and it can't be filled by anything on this earth. There's nothing that you could do, money, power, an Emmy Award, Nobel Peace Prize, $2 billion. If you can't, it'll never fill the hole in your heart. It won't. It's only one thing that can, which is, again, whatever you believe. I believe in God as a higher power that fills that hole, and that's faith. Right? That's faith. 
faith through the darkness. Um, you have to you have to have that faith. I mean, I'll read you something right here. There's a woman, uh, Olga Olga Rosemanis. I just got this book called Believe, and she has a great line. She says, "You do build in darkness if you have faith. When the light returns, you have made of yourself a fortress which is impregnable to certain kinds of trouble. You may even find yourself needed." and sought by others as a beacon in their dark. So it's wow. about becoming this light. When I speak, I spoke on Friday to this group, and one of the last slides I have is, I want to be that beacon for the world. It's a picture of a lighthouse. I love lighthouses. I'm gonna, that's my, part of my vision board is here to have a second home, maybe a primary home that has a lighthouse. I can go up there, look out at the water, the horizon, the world, write, practice speaking, figure out ways I can help other people, because I just love that vantage point. When I worked in television, I flew in a helicopter. Um, I had a segment called Fly Friday. And there's nothing cooler than looking at the world from the perspective of being up above, not because you're standing on the mountain, just because it's a different vantage point. Now, Jim Rohn, who I talked about before, has a great line. He's like, there's nothing like a view from the top. And not the top because you're getting there stepping on other people, but we're all climbing the mountain together of life. And if we all hold hands and pull the rope together and get to the top together, how powerful is that? Not being divided by opinions and, and other things in the world and letting religion divide us. And, and we're all human beings. We're, we all have these stories. We all go through the same challenges and struggles, whether you're here in Malaysia, in Africa, in Canada. It doesn't matter. In China, we're all, we're all human. And so we all go through the same the same journey, we go through it differently because we're different people because of what we, who we are and our gifts and what we experience, but we're all on this journey. So let's grab a hold and do it together. And I, I believe that people don't stop to take stock of what it is they truly bring to the world. Again, don't go from birth to death. Don't get up on the treadmill of life and run in place. You've got to hop off the treadmill and move forward. And no matter what, there's a guy, Les Brown, he's a motivational speaker. I've fallen in love with him because when you're going through challenges and struggles, and we all do, and I have too, he's got a couple of great lines. He said, as bad as it is, or as bad as it gets, I am going to make it. And no matter what you're experiencing right now, pain or joy, it has not come to stay, it has come to pass. Nothing is permanent. The, the happiness, the, the joy you have, is not going to last. The pain you have is not going to last. Knowing that there's a constant flow of life that's going to move through you. And the goal is to experience it. And this Art of Living retreat I went to, it's about being in the now. How many of us always want to go back and live in regret? And how many of us want to think of the future and be anxious about things that we want to do, but we are not able to accomplish them? You know how you get to your why? In small pieces, in small chunks, day by day, inch by inch, figuring out, you know, taking a little bit of time every day. And I'll tell you what the other thing to help you find your why is to read. Read. Because it expands your world. It expands the vision of yourself. You realize that there are other ideas out there, and one idea can change your life. And the thing I talked about, and I began my talk with this on Friday, change your mind and you change your life. Change your mind and you change your life. How do you change your mind? You tap into the minds of other people. I mean, I should be, I'm getting close to needing to be arrested for felony theft because I steal from everyone that I meet that I believe is impactful, take their ideas and make it my own. 
There's a reason they wrote these books. There's a reason they do these, these audios. They want you to steal it. I mean, mm-hmm. there's an artist named Picasso. I'm sure you've heard of Picasso, right? Picasso has a great line. He says, lesser artists borrow, great artists steal. Right. You, have right. To, you can't possibly think of every great idea in your head, and, you can't, and, and other people are trying to get you to the best version of yourself. God wants you to be the best version of yourself to help other people become the best version of themselves. That's all but we want. Right, and that's what you described. It doesn't have to be so hard, right? And what you're describing, and like you did, you circled back around, it is, it's the collaboration of so many things that if you tap into that, you don't have to always figure it out. There's other people that have done it before you, and it's just in your you. own way of doing it. Exactly. And that's, that will that's, help you. And we can hear why people want to share their story with Mark. I mean, just the way that you position this, and of course, you know, as we've gotten to know each other, the question of trust comes up, and I think you definitely serve trust to others on a silver platter, and that is definitely a gift for you. So tell us one more thing before we we segue into the close. Emmy Award winner. I mean, I think right there, not a lot of people can say that. Can you take us there for just a minute and how you achieve that and what it's done for you? So I worked in local television for uh, 15 years. I got out of college, and that was my dream. So my dream when I was a little boy was to be on TV, and I don't know why. I just had this dream. And, you know, around the fourth grade, I figured out that I had a speech impediment. I had a, a stutter, and it really pulled me back for a while, a long while. There were things I didn't do. I let it defeat me. And that's, it's still, when I think back there, it's, it's painful to me. It hurts. Um, but, again, you live in the now, right? I've overcome I did do some therapy, but I wanted it so bad that I just I found ways to work around it. I increased my vocabulary. I became like a, a thesaurus so I could use other words for the words I couldn't say. And just by powering through words, too, and pausing before I said them and just working toward that, I've managed to overcome. So I worked for 15 years, in, like I said, in television in the 96. The coolest thing about the Emmy Award is I won it for the best program in the media markets. So I was a producer and a reporter. I didn't win the Emmy for the on-air stuff. I, wore the, I won the Emmy for being a producer. Uh, the Orioles, um, it's in Baltimore, and I'm a huge baseball fan, and the Orioles had just stunk for a number of years. But in 1996, they managed to make it back to the playoffs, and their game against the Indians, the first game the Orioles won, and ended two minutes to 5 o'clock. I'm the producer of the 5 p.m. news, and that show rocked and rolled. So we submitted it for an Emmy Award, and I, I, it was in Washington, D.C., the Mid-Atlantic Emmys, and I was in a tux, and the whole thing, like, I got, and I won. I won. I'm like, the team that I love, I love baseball because it's so much like life, and I love the Orioles. I got up to be able to make a speech about the show that I produced, about the game that I love, and here I am standing with an Emmy statue, and the statues are exactly like the ones you see for the network television shows. I have an Emmy that's the same that's on my fireplace next to my television. That's my, my Emmy Award. Wow. Oh, my God. The power of that, Mark. You, I mean, there is such a message here for our audience of people that are tapping into this. And so I just want to share, Mark, is there a platform? So it's markbrodinski.com. Is that correct? That's the best way we could find you? Yes. Okay. All right. So thank you for, for this story today. I know that it has inspired and impacted people out there. So more ways to learn about Mark, you can visit our website at marlohiggins.com where you can learn how to obtain his book, connect to Mark's different resources, and add him to your circle of influence. And I just want to thank you for joining us today. Mark, what a powerful story. Thank you for giving us the insight into your success and how you approach it and how you serve people through their why. It's very powerful. Thanks, Marla. Thanks for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. I'm going to tell your story.
<laughs> we will. We will definitely tell that story. And I just want to thank you and invite you to share this podcast episode with others. We thank you in advance for that partnership. This is Marlo, your host and Chief Inspirational Officer. Make it an awesome day, and thank you for being with us today.